When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss coming up in half an hour. We have the Oilers' next preseason game on this station tomorrow. They're in Winnipeg, 4.30 face-off show. The game will start at 6. They have home games Friday, Saturday, Monday. We have all those games. Sorry, we have every Oilers game all season long on Chet. That's basically all you need to know. It's 7.05. You can text 6.30. By the way, in studio, uh, we're going to get to him in about a minute here. Handles Franklin from the Harlem Globetrotters. The Globetrotters playing in Edmonton at the Ex- uh, Edmonton Expo Center Friday, September 29th at 7, Saturday the 30th at 2. Very entertaining group of athletes, obviously. we got Handles standing by. Want to read a couple texts to 636.30. The Big L says, uh, Reed, regarding the increased penalty calls early in the preseason, it only makes sense that if you're going to market NHL hockey primarily on goal scoring and goaltending talent, then the supervision of each game should support the images and appearances the league uses to sell the sport. That's from the Big L. And this texture says, uh, Pistol Pete is the texture says, behind-the-scenes BS slashes, shoulder rubs, or chin music should be called because it is unnecessary, but unless it totally negates the puck carrier from moving forward, little taps or hooks here and there should be left for the refs to decide. Also, blatant disregard for the rule penalties should be called. Also, potentially raising the time to three minutes for a penalty might get the players thinking a little bit more. Thanks. That is from Pistol Pete, and that is an interesting suggestion, actually increasing the amount of time uh, to be served for a minor penalty. Thank you for that, Pistol Pete. More of your feedback as we move along tonight. I'm pleased to welcome to the show from the Harlem Globetrotters, Handles Franklin. Handles, how are you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. It's great to see you. I know you've you've had a busy day. Were you uh, interacting with some kids today? What was up with that? Yes, I just uh, not too long ago finished speaking to some kids about um, our anti-bullying program. Um, so we talked to kids about tools they can use to help fight bullying. Okay, well that's pretty cool. So I mean, and that's the thing about being a globetrotter, right? I mean, you guys are incredible athletes, you're entertainers, but you must love the that community side of it and especially probably you're meeting a lot of younger people that must be pretty cool yeah we pride ourselves in not only being great basketball players but great role models for kids and of course ambassadors of goodwill so we try to live to inspire all right handles i i think i have to start with the question about 
the name Handles Franklin. Uh, how, how did you how did you get the handle Handles? <laughs> <laughs> I, ironically, when I was a kid growing up, I, I would dribble the basketball everywhere, and I could dribble really well. And they would say that kid has handles, meaning that I can handle the basketball well, and it stuck. They would start calling me Handles, and, and it's been with me ever since. All right, so so this this wasn't just a Globetrotters nickname. This was from your like a little guy uh, growing up in Pennsylvania. Yes, uh, yeah, I had handles, and uh, and it stuck with me. It has nothing to do with these love handles, <laughs> <laughs> although the fans love handles, so it uh, it works out well. Uh, who who were your basketball heroes growing up? Did you have favorite pro players? Well, ironically, I wanted to be a Harlem Globetrotter since I was six years old, and my favorite player was Curly Neal, and I would watch Curly uh, dribble the basketball and lay on the ground, and I would try to imitate it as a little kid. Uh, so he was actually my uh, my inspiration and my the person I wanted to be. And he's still with our organization. Actually, turned him to one of my mentors and a great friend. All right. So you're so you're a little guy. You're growing up in Pennsylvania, and you said you just said that's incredible. Already at the age of six, you knew you wanted to be a, a globetrotter. Where were you first? I mean, did you see the Globetrotters on TV? Did you go to a live show and, and get hooked? Where did that initial passion come from? Well, I saw them on cartoons. I saw them on oh. Scooby-Doo, and I knew I either wanted to solve mysteries or play for the Globetrotters. Uh, so, uh, you know, my father was a, a police officer, and, and I let him solve the mysteries. And I, I, I went after the other goal to be a, a, a Harlem Globetrotter. Oh, that's amazing. Any other sports you were into as a kid, or was it all yes. hoops? Well, I played basketball, I played football, and I also played a little baseball, but of, of course my passion was always um, basketball. I, I picked up a ball and never put it back down, so I could, I would dribble the ball to the store, I would dribble the ball everywhere I went. So was it was it always natural to you? I mean, you hear stories about, you know, hockey players, golfers, just as soon as they put a stick or a club in their hand, they just know how, was that, was it like for you with a basketball, you just knew how to control it even when you were really small? Well, I think so. Um, I remember at a very young age, someone recognizing that I could dribble with both my left and right, and I, I didn't know a difference. But I mean, I think with anything, um, if you put the amount of hours in, uh, you'll get good at it no matter what you do. All right, so you played, obviously, I assume, through, uh, I don't know if you guys call it junior high or middle school. We call it junior high here in Alberta, mm-hmm. and then and then high school. And then did you play collegiately? What, what uh, where did that take you? Yeah, I, I, I had an opportunity to play um, college basketball, and after my college career, uh, I went to graduate school to finish my degree and then went after my dream. So um, I had a nice nice basketball career. Okay, i got to ask you, that's you got a grad degree, so you got, got what, a master's? A PhD? What do you have? I have a bachelor's and master's in social work with a concentration in community organization. That is amazing. And then, but the whole time you wanted to still be make sure you could be a globetrotter, right? Yes, that was that was important to me. So I, I turned down a lot of jobs and went after my dream. And um, ironically, it, it was weird because people would say that I was uh, foolish for turning down some of those jobs. But um, I, I eventually uh, got to my dream, which is which has been great. Handles Franklin from the Harlem Globetrotters joining us on Inside Sports tonight. Of course, the Globetrotters are at the Edmonton Expo Center the 29th and 30th of September, so Friday and Saturday. They're going to be playing in Hall D. Go to Ticketmaster for ticket info. All right, so uh, this this is great. So you, you, you do your schooling. I assume you're probably mid-20s, somewhere in that range. Yes. So how do you, then do you have to go try out for the Globetrotters? Do you have to send them a demo tape first and say, look at like, how did this, how did you get picked well ironically i did send i sent them a tape 
I didn't know how to get to the Globetrotters, and I sent them this unique tape. And they invited me to a camp, and at the last second, um, they told me that they couldn't use me at this time. So I had turned down all these jobs, and I was stuck. So I just worked the avenues. And um, I... um, became known as as one of the top ball handlers out there and I got my big break when I uh was in the world's best dribbler contest I was a replacement and it was judged by all of these famous uh NBA players Vince Carter being one uh and uh I got a perfect score all 10s won the entire competition um so was known as the world's best dribbler and filmed my very first commercial and uh my commercial the commercial took off, and I ended up signing a contract with Nike and had a whole wave from there. I can't imagine, well, I can probably imagine it, but not maybe to the extent that I need to, what you have to do to win the world's best dribbler competition. I mean, I can imagine you doing a slalom through cones, but it was probably more complex than that, right? Uh, well, uh, something a little more complex. You, yeah. had, you, had, you had about a minute to, to show what you had, and, and I had some unique things. And, um, you know, I had a great career doing that, and then eventually the Globetrotters came looking for me. What, what do you remember about your first Hope Globetrotters game? Um, well, uh, you have to understand that I never wanted to do anything else since I was six. So my family, everyone watched me grow up trying to uh, uh, attain this dream or this goal of mine. So when I finally when I finally walked out there, the feeling was amazing, and uh, and you just feel that all the hard work you put in, that it all all came to fruition. How many games do you play a year? Over 250 games a year. You personally are in that many? Um, close to it. You're I, close I've, to all of them, eh? I, I've actually uh, I've played in every single state in the U.S., and I've played in 81 countries around the world. Oh, man. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, and you've obviously been to Edmonton before. We were talking before the interview started. So Yes, uh, we, we really love Canada. It's such a, a, a great place to be, and Edmonton is beautiful. So yeah. we love it here. Well, sorry we pulled out the first snowfall of the season just for you coming today. When you're here next weekend, it could be, you know, way really hot. We don't know here. <laughs> we don't know at this time of year. Well, it, it made great for social media posts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever play games outside? Actually, yes. Um, we, we played in a lot of uh, weird places, but one time we actually played on ice in Michigan. So we played a game on ice. That sounds incredibly dangerous for basketball. It, Hockey, it was, fine. It was. <laughs> it was. But we, we, we've been known to play in some very um, some very unique places from bull rings to the top of a, on top of an arena before. Um, but especially uh, in South America, we played in a lot of outdoor arenas. Okay. Right on. Uh, Handles Franklin joining us on Inside Sports tonight. Okay, so now who are you guys playing? It's not the Washington Generals anymore, right? Who are you playing now? Uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure who will be playing this year. I think it's the um, the World All-Stars. So you got a rotation now. Okay. Well, uh, they put together an all-star team to play against us, um, special for this tour. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be, uh, they wanted, we found that they wanted some, some better ball players for us to play against. So whoever they put in front of us, we'll turn them into the Washington Generals. Now as a Globetrotter, you have never lost a game, I assume. No, I haven't. But, um, the Globetrotters actually lost to the Washington Generals in 1971, little known fact. But um, hopefully while I'm on a team, we won't repeat that. You can keep the several decade streak going. That, yes, that, yes. Uh, that, that is awesome. So, um, now you have a record for the, correct me if I'm wrong here, the farthest kneeling basketball shot made backwards. 
Yes. Okay, so you're kneeling down with your back to the hoop. Yes. So you, did you fling it back over your head then, like yes. two hands or one hand? Two hands, and uh, that's that's a shot that I shoot in a game from half court. And I'm pretty consistent with that shot. You know, with the Harlem Globetrotters, they always had unique shots. Uh, Meadowlark Lemon used to shoot a hook shot from half court and was very consistent. So I came up with my own unique shot, which is backwards on my knees from half court. But for the Guinness Book of World Records, I wanted to make it a shot that no one could break. So I was pretty much from the opposite, almost the opposite foul line, backwards okay. over my head, backwards, all net. How often do you... I mean, I mean, I assume you have to keep sharp with that. How many will you try on just a regular practice day to keep in, in tune with it? Um, well, I, I shoot a lot from half court. You know, so I'm pretty consistent from half court. Um, now, uh, with the world record, I, I knew from that distance I only had a couple tries uh, because my arms just couldn't shoot it that far. <laughs> That's a long way. So uh, I, I missed the first one and made the second. So uh, it was perfect. I, I love that how you're like, yeah, I'm pretty consistent from half court. You know, just like so, some guys might say, well, I'm pretty consistent with a layup. I can make maybe two thirds. Just like, yeah, most of my half court shots go in. It's, it's no big deal. Handles Franklin's with the Harlem Globetrotters. You're going to see them at the Edmonton Expo Center Friday the 29th, Saturday the 30th. Okay, um, are you? You've always been interested in the Globetrotters, RFC. What? What? Uh, what is your current level of interest with with the NBA? I mean, are you like watching LeBron Curry, or you know, what's uh, what um, funny? You mentioned those two. I, I, I love I love sports. Period. Um, but I love the NBA. I actually had an opportunity when I was with Nike to film LeBron's very first commercial with him, and this year. Uh, I was on SportsCenter's Top 10 Plays doing a trick pass, throwing it to Steph Curry, who made a shot from the tunnel, um, and actually spin the ball on his finger, and he's on SportsCenter talking about um, us fulfilling a childhood dream. So um, just being able to make those connections with those players, I love watching sports, and I love the NBA. Which which NBA player, okay, I'll put, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, which NBA player, past or present, would you most like to play a game with as a teammate on the Globetrotters? Um, it would have to be, a, uh, I would say, Vince Carter. I mean, he's such a phenomenal dunker. And uh, throwing an alley-oop pass to him, me being a guard, I, I would imagine no matter what you threw, he could catch. No matter what I threw, he could catch. So I, I would probably say Vince Carter in his prime. Nice little Canadian connection there too. Obviously, a long time Toronto, Toronto, one of the first great Raptors, really, from yes. when the franchise was, was pretty young. Actually, I filmed uh, my very my second commercial was with Vince Carter in Toronto. We filmed Doctor Funk the commercial, and it was a seventy throwback commercial with Vince. And I played, uh, I played on the team as Vince's teammate in that commercial. Oh, nice man! You got a lot of screen time here. You ever been in a movie? That's next, um, maybe? Not yet. A couple TV shows, <laughs> but never a movie. What TV shows have you been in? Um, a number. Of, I, I think uh, there's a Disney show that a lot of kids recognize called Dog with a Blog. Okay. Um, but I've been on everything from Good Morning America, Today Show. So you uh, always doing appearances, all of those, a little bit of and, uh, acting stuff? Yeah. yeah, a little bit of acting. That's and, uh, that's awesome. Well, you got to be pretty open-minded if you're a globetrotter, right? Because you're there to entertain, so if somebody has an idea, you'll probably consider it if it's within reason, right? Yeah, and, and we love people, and we love... Uh, you know, being able to uh, reach the masses. Yeah. And what what better way to reach the masses than radio and television? Okay, so in a, in a game, when people see you play, 
Uh, are you going to be scoring a lot? Because because you're what are you about six one? So you're, yes. not, you're not a giant out there. But like, can you can you dunk though? Do you ever go in and get the throw one down? Or are you more of a setup guy? I'm I'm more of a setup guy. I'm I'm one of the best dribblers in the world. So I stay low to the ground <laughs> and I leave the jumping uh, to those high jumpers. And we have some of the highest jumpers in the world. So no need for me to get my little dunk in. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather slide all around on the ground and throw it up to. One of those guys. Uh, no, we were talking before you came into the studio here. Uh, the, the first number of your age is a f- your the first number of your age is a four. Yes. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you, do you got these young guys pushing you on, on the on the team or when you're out there? Or what's that like? Always. But I think uh, you learn to reinvent yourself. Number one and, and number two, um, uh, you learn how to stay in better shape and, and and stay healthy. You have to eat healthy and, and probably work out twice as hard as, as the young fellas do. Um, but but it's, it's, it's a great thing because I think as a kid, I always speak to kids about um, being able to achieve my dream and that your dreams are impossible. But a lot of people think that because of their age, they, they can't reach their potential or do the things they want to do. And I think that being a globetrotter at, at a late age um, shows that no matter how old you are, um, your dreams are attainable with hard work and doing the right things. Yeah. How long you want to keep going? Like indefinitely at this point? Um, well, until I love it. You know, it's a passion. And I think life is about passion. And when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. So as long as I'm passionate about it and I love it, I'll continue. And me, uh, I'm also um, in a transition where I'm a player, but I'm also a coach and a scout, and I do other things with the organization. Yeah. I really love uh, being able to touch lives in a positive way all around the world. Yeah. Well, and you, you mentioned you have been all around the world, uh, and you so you travel a lot, but Pennsylvania is still your home base, though, when you get a, maybe a couple days of downtime? Yeah, whenever I get a chance, I go back home. That's where my family is and uh, and uh, the friends I grew up with. So it's always good to get back home and uh, and do some positive things in your own commercial, in your own community. I had an opportunity the past couple of years to build a couple of playgrounds in my in my community and it's uh it's always great to give back home you guys got to be some of the busiest athletes on the planet I, I mean the travel the games i mean almost every day and then you know like you were doing today talking to kids and, and you mentioned helping in your, in your hometown man you, you never have a quiet moment but you just love it i can just see it on your face yeah yeah they say uh to whom much is given much is required so we try to do the best we can Handles, you're a great representative of the Globetrotters. Thank you so much for stopping in tonight. Uh, again, you guys are at the Edmonton Expo Center Friday the 29th, Saturday the 30th. Check out Ticketmaster or HarlemGlobetrotters.com for uh, tickets, and you can read more about Handles there as well if you like. Thank you so much for coming in. Enjoy Edmonton. All right, thanks for having me. Got some texts here about the Handles Franklin interview we just had on Inside Sportsman. So he dreamed of being a Harlem Globetrotter since he was six. He goes to school, he gets a master's. And eventually he still becomes a globetrotter. Uh, one texture says, now that was personality. And Jim says, what a great man and an excellent interview. That was fun stuff. Globetrotters here the 29th and 30th. We have the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss coming up next. I'm in for Morley Scott on that one. Oilers-Jets tomorrow, 4.30 face-off show. Game will start at 6 here on 6.30 Chet. Thanks to the studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. My name is Reed Wilkins. Talk to you, I'll talk to you after the news. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.